Um, this week we're faced with a significant challenge, one that we're excited about because, man, we love being in the kitchen. And uh, AFC game against the Cleveland Browns, a team that's won four in a row. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Welcome, everybody. We're opening up the locker room. It's Tunch and Wolf right here in that very locker room because it is, as Mike Tomlin said, it's hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot, hot. It's going to get hotter, it's the too. the kitchen. Hey, brother, let me tell you something, my good friend. Sometimes... You know, totally, when I when I think you've just, like, messed up too much, you totally redeem yourself yeah. with coming up with a song. You just made the morning. It yeah. worked. It yeah. all worked. Hot, hot, hot. You pulled that one out, my yeah, friend. Well, yeah. indeed, it is going to be hot, hot, hot. The 4-1 and one Cleve Brownies. Chalooch. Wow. These are not your Dude. daddy's Cleve Brownies. Yeah. My goodness. These guys are, they are something. They yeah. are coming in. I was watching some film last night. And all I can tell you was, once you look at Miles Garrett and you see wow. what he brings, get Zooks, man. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the running game, uh, Kareem Hunt is fantastic. You know, I, I got to say, I don't mind Chubb being out because I think Chubb is better than Hunt. Right. I don't think there's any question. There is something about that guy when he runs at 14, 15 straight. <laughs> I mean, he just finds a crease and rolls. Right. You know, Chubb, to me, is is really he's, – he's got some special stuff. And, and Hunt does too, no doubt. But Gadzooks, man, I'm telling you what, that was – watching some of that film last night, had a little trouble going, trying to go to sleep. Yeah. You know, and then I realized, wait a minute, I'm not playing him. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes you ever watch a film and you're thinking to yourself, okay, punch here right now. This is okay. You know, this guy's got the uppercut. Watch for the spin back and, you know, put your hand on his low back. Wait a minute. What am I doing? I'm out. Oh, that's right. I'm old. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. You're I'm all done. done. You're, uh, you're done. You're not, uh, you're not playing it against Miles Garrett. <laughs> exactly so. But you, you know, you've seen, you know, who he reminds me a little bit of? Um, Charles. Uh, uh, from Washington Redskins. Charles Haley. Hey, no, no, no. Uh, Wash Redskins. Uh, Charles Mann. Man, yes. Um, he was. He was. He reminds me similar in stature. Yeah. I don't think he was as fluid as uh, as uh, we see Miles Garrett doing. Miles Garrett has an ability to dip his shoulders at for right. a big man. He's an athlete. Yes, he is really an athlete. I saw in the off season. I remember seeing film of him or video of him because Mac would. You know, correct me there. A video of him on the internet of Miles Garrett like doubling seven hundred in the deadlift or something like that, right? With a trap bar. Yeah, it was very impressive. What is his ham hocks and lower body are very strong. Yeah, uh, you you saw him lifting. I saw a, a yes, some video of him either singling or doubling seven hundred in the trap bar deadlift. It was it was very impressive. Wow, wow, yeah. At least that's what they said the the weight was. I I don't know. I didn't really you know pay attention to that. Well, he's strong and he's athletic and uh, uh, he's got a good bull rush, but he can spin too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he'll turn his back to you. Which, by the way, though, they can use to their advantage, no doubt about it. But just looking at this Browns team, they're off to the best start since '94. Wow, 1994. That was in the Belichick era. They were four and one right. back then. '94. They finished up at 11-5. Kozar quarterback. Right, 
and uh, they had a playoff, a, div- a divisional round playoff loss at Three Rivers. That's how long ago it was till they had a start like this. Right. But indeed, this is. I mean, think about Miles Garrett: six sacks, ten quarterback hits. His first three games, he had a sack fumble in each game. I mean, this is this is like uh, game turning plays in each game. It's it's remarkable. Um, overall, the the uh, Browns they have six, twelve takeaways, six interceptions, and six fumble recoveries. Uh, this 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 is uh, how many sacks did you say? Miles um, Garrett six. So how many sacks? The the defense. I, I don't know how many sacks the oh. defense has. I was just looking at Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's number. He has six sacks. He's got ten quarterback hits. He's got um, what else? He's caused a sack fumble in each of the first three games. In the fourth game, he caused Phil Rivers to throw uh, intentional grounding from the end zone, which caused a safety. Yeah. I mean these are these are game turning plays right. that he's making. He has really come on to be ever the force that everyone talked about in his first couple of years. Yeah, uh, you know, Miles Garrett is a stud. Oh, yeah. He is a stud. But he gives you his chest. He does. He does, and he gives you his back when he spins. What you can't do is get your head on him, let him get his right. body up against yours. Right. When the guy throws the uppercut and guts to spin. you got to keep it in arms Exactly. Yeah. You know, he reminds me a little bit of Carl Harrison. Carl Harrison had a great spin. Right. He'd throw the uppercut, and he'd get his backside against you so that he could – Rip the elbow right. and use his hip to to bump you aside. Yeah, and I remember playing against him. I had to every time he threw that uppercut, I had to remind myself punch his hip because as soon as he could get his hip into you, it would be like a little judo throw. Right, he tried to throw you over his hip, so you had to take that uppercut, then bang with your other hand and punch his hip to keep it away from you, so that he couldn't get the leverage to move you. So Michael Dean Perry was like that too. Yeah, Michael Dean. Yeah. he was faster than Carl yeah. Harrison. Yeah. He was he was a terror. You know, he could be he, – he was much better than his brother. Coach Mitch coached him. Oh, I know. How about that? Yeah. You know, now I, I see Mitch on the south side, at, you know, when back uh, when we were able to go down there, uh, back in the old days last year, you know, and you'd always go, Michael Dean, huh? You, you turned Michael Dean, the terror, the terror from Cleveland, loose on everybody out there. Yeah. He was a great coach, that uh, Coach Mitch. What a great coach. But certainly these Browns are hot. The FC North is hot. You know, you got the Ravens. How about Tennessee last night? Wow. You know, but they they're could... not in the AFC North. No, but what we got is you got the Browns this week. Then you've got now the 4-0 Titans the next week. What right? did the, the Titans... Titans next week? Aren't they next week? What's today's I th- date? I thought uh, we Let had uh, the Ravens next week. I thought it was Titans, then Ravens. I'll have to, right, I got maybe, it somewhere in the book. Maybe Titans, Ravens, and Cowboys. I think is the way it goes. But I could be wrong. Uh, I've been wrong before. <laughs> all I'm saying is they're all in a row. However yeah. it goes, whether it's uh, it's it's the uh, Titans, um, Ravens, and uh, Cowboys. All right, I think that's what did I say that or not? I don't know. See, I'm I'm too mental. Yeah. Uh, the fact is, did you see Derrick Henry yesterday night? Yes. Oh man, Last he night. is uh, he is an angry runner. He is an angry runner. Six three, two hundred fifty some pounds. Um, you know what I what I love is when they run him to the outside. Yeah. Because what he does, if you're a defensive back, if you got to set the edge or come up on that. You know you want to stop that train before it gets rolling right. at you full force. So you come up quick. 
You know, you try to tackle them alongside. You don't want to meet them head on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, the drag down rugby tackle versus the, you know, the head on collision. Right. Right. Um, but when you do that enough, that play action, their play action is tremendous. Right. The Tennessee Titans. Uh, you know, Tannehill just. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, is, my heavens. And he carries out the fakes and he uh, pulls the linebackers in uh, and then he uh, tosses the ball long. Absolutely. You know, he's a Texas A&M guy. So my son-in-law, Kyle, uh, Kyle Anthony, he, uh, you know, he's a big Ryan Tannehill guy. Right. You know, so, um, but anyhow, just looking at the game last night, the Tennessee Titans, they're, they're amazing. What yeah. they did last night with no practices. Wow. They, you know, no practice. Basically no practice. Oh, man. I think they had one maybe, yeah, but over one. a couple of weeks. But the Bills practiced every day, and the Bills were playing well. They've been playing hot. Yeah. What's that say? They say, well, we don't need to practice. Mike, you go to Braves and go, practice? We're talking practice. about practice. Like Allen Iverson, right? We're talking about practice. Practice. You know, who needs practice? Yeah. You know, so I I, I was I was really stunned by uh, the Tennessee performance last right. night. Yeah. Given the fact that uh, they've had all this COVID stuff and everything else. And um, they came out and they just took it to the Bills. And the Bills were undefeated prior to last night, too. Yeah. Both teams were undefeated. And, uh, I, you know, the um, – the Tennessee Titans look intimidating. They do. They've yeah. got some quality people up front. They've got uh, an excellent offensive line. I mean, Ged Zooks, man, that offensive line. And they theirs, lost Conklin. To yeah, Cleveland. they lost Conklin, but they got that other. They got another big jabroni out there, who um, is very, very good. Yeah. Um, maybe not. He's. I'm trying to think. He's maybe he's not Conklin good, but he ain't far from Conklin. Yeah. You know, and really in that system, looking at that system as they are, um, all you got to do is is get a body on a body. Yeah. And it's not about moving people so much anymore. You know, I mean, you, you can have some great players like like uh, Luan, Taylor Luan. Luan, you know, Taylor Luan's a great player, but. You know, if you get a big chooch out there who just locks up and I don't think he's a great player. I think he's good. I think he's a great athlete yeah. more for for being such a big man. But he is, you know, they they talk about him being a great player and, right. and all. And I think you're you're more right than not. Um, but you know, so much of this game now is so it's so dependent on the lateral movement. You just get in somebody's way and run with them. Yeah, uh, you know when when the outside zones. Uh, you run, run laterally, and um, we never ran the outside zone. <laughs> no, everything was about rolling back the line of scrimmage right, on right. the other side of the ball. Do you, do you think you would have enjoyed the outside zone? I don't think so. Yeah, you know, I, I look at it. Webby and, told me uh, when because he went to Kansas City. Yeah, Webby uh, and Howard Mudd was the offensive line coach, and he was a big proponent of the outside zone. And uh, Wibby told me he, it took too long for him to get on the uh, defensive lineman that he wanted to get on. Right, because in, in, our, in our scheme of things, most of the time Wibby had a nose tackle or it's a block back, and once in a while you know, he's up on the middle linebacker at a 4-3. But really it's about three steps, as Wibby always used to tell me. You know, I, only, I don't have to be the fastest guy, just i got to be the quickest for three steps. Yeah. You know what I mean? So – 
I look at that, and uh, you know, today the game is just movement oriented like that. But they certainly do it well. And when you get a guy like uh, Derrick Henry who can exploit those holes, right? Because he's got that speed, but he's also phenomenally big and strong. Yeah, and he runs over people. Oh, <laughs> it's it's like Splat City. Sometimes you yeah. watch him. Yeah, you know what I mean. He walked through. He went through an arm tackle. Tremaine Edmonds, right? You know. Uh, uh, Terrell's uh, a brother. brother, you know, middle linebacker for the Bills. He he, he filled in a hole, and, and you know, Derrick Henry hit it backside one gap, and, you know, he had out an arm, and it was like you couldn't even barely touch him. Derrick Henry has such a good stiff arm, too. Oh, yeah. He was stiff arming in everybody. Oh, he's got a tremendous stiff arm, uh, very much like uh, Vance McDonald's, if you remember from the yeah. Tampa game. But going back to the Browns, they are hot. They're right. coming in there very hot. I look at Kitchen Baker Mayfield. Hot. What's that? Kitchen hot. Kitchen hot, yeah. They Baker Mayfield's coming in. And Baker Mayfield is, to me, probably one of the most improved Browns. Right. I think one of the biggest notices I took away from what I've seen of him thus far uh, is some of the interviews, especially I, we've talked about his maturation process. Wow. You know, that he's undergoing here. You know, he's not throwing the ball away. He's not, you know I mean? Uh, he's He had a couple picks. He only had one or so uh, going into this weekend. I think he had a couple picks there. But he took a pretty good beat down this last weekend. And um, he's been protecting the ball up until this past weekend. But just also his words. You know, he hasn't been that uh, woke up feeling dangerous, you know, type, come on, get out of here type stuff, you know. I woke up feeling dangerous. <laughs> did you, Chalooch? No, I didn't. All right, all right. I, I, no, neither did I. You know, if I woke up feeling dangerous, it's because I'm a, I'm a little too groggy and I'm afraid I'm going to fall down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, make sure you my know, kids aren't around. One, one, one thing about Baker Mayfield, uh, he's very accurate. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that uh, uh, when he play action passes, he drops back deep. And so, the, and the bootleg yeah, rollout yeah, stuff, yeah, and the bootleg bootleg rollout, but he drops back deep, and uh, so the defensive line doesn't get to him quickly, uh, and so he throws the ball downfield, and uh, uh, you know he he's a very accurate thrower on play action pass deep. Absolutely. I think one of the things that they've got to make sure, if you remember the game, in, uh, of course, in Cleveland last year, how could you forget it? But if you remember the game in Cleveland last year, so many times he escaped the pocket right, rolled right. He can throw the other way, yeah, you're right. Uh, but, you know, the way he did it last year, he was very effective scrambling to his right and throwing. Right. So they're going to have to really maintain their gap integrity as they're pass rushing, you know, their lanes, and they're going to have to make sure they keep an eye on them. Right. Because this guy can bootleg it, he can run it, and he can do some other things there. So the damage process could be on, but we need to see the Browns coming Pittsburgh wow. this weekend. I'm telling you, I'm excited. So it's uh, I'm already kind of fired up. Uh, you know, I would uh, like a full stadium. Oh, don't you wish. Yeah. Don't you wish. Could we get a few more people? You know, I mean, we had, what, 4,700 there yeah. last week. Maybe we could have uh, 47,000 this week. <laughs> All right, we're going to be back after this. We're going to take a break. It's Dungeon Wolf in the locker room.
And I'll start first with uh, third down defense, like I talked about after the game. We just didn't do a good job of of controlling them circumstances. And really, to be quite honest with you, some of the circumstances were advantageous to us, meaning third and long. Uh, the big play pop by by Miles, man, you got to first give kudos to him. But, I uh, mean, they ran a draw in the third and ten into the teeth of a blitz. And we had unblocked people at the point of attack. We just got to kind of make those plays. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Mike Tomlin talking about uh, the situations uh, uh, with third and long, and we didn't get off the field. Uh, and Miles, uh, uh, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders uh, had a touchdown, 74-yard uh, TD. But you know what? When you blitz... Uh, and you run by the running back. Right. You, the running back's in the secondary quickly. No doubt. And and then he ran. The, and uh, uh, dude, that was Deep Purple live <laughs> at the Altamont. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have an appearance by the, the Midnight Rider. The Midnight Rider. Exactly. Yeah. So. And that, of course, would be Tunchilkin circa 1975, uh, six, 74. Six, 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 six. You did it your senior year? No, it, oh. I did it uh, my sophomore year in college. All right, so that would have been 74, 75. No, no, I, I went to college in 75. And oh, oh, seven, that's right. Yeah. Okay, got it. I'm, I'm off by a few years, as usual. Yeah. It's math. You know, when I do math, because I don't you, do well. Because you weren't in college, 75. No, I I attended lunch in college and dinner. No question about it. All right. So uh, you, you heard Mike Tomlin talk about that. Now, you you know, that third and nine that was situationally advantageous right. to the Steelers. Now, remember that it was Bud Dupree that was right there in the hole that didn't see Miles Sanders take the handoff. And again, you're running a twist. You got the backside of Cam Hayward in front of you. You got Jordan Mailata at 6'8", 356 at the left tackle. You got Nate Herbig, which is too big, at 6'4", 340 pounds. They're side by side. You don't see the handoff because no. you're coming around. You're the trail man. Mm. You know, I mean, I can just – but it's just like, wow, he went by you. You don't even see it. Right. You know what I mean? Then, of course, Mike Hilton face planted, didn't get a shot at him, which normally Mike Hilton is one of the surest of sure tacklers. Right. Uh, so that was uh, – it's one of those deals that, hey, you tip your hat to him or take him off and give it to him, as Heinz Ward would yeah. say. Um, the other thing I would say is this. You, you got third down conversions going in two different ways right now. Um, the Steelers, think about it, on Sunday, they had a five-sack, two interceptions, seven tackles for loss, and 11 quarterback hits performance over the Eagles. Sounds like apocalyptic. Yeah, dominant. dominant. Exactly. Dominant, Chaluch. So what, what happens? The Eagles went 
10 for thir- 14 on third down conversions, including 10 in a row. They didn't convert the first two. They didn't convert the last two. But in between, they converted 10 in a row. And you're like going, wow. And Mike was talking about that. But I also give you this. Ben Roethlisberger completed all 13 of his third down attempts on Sunday, throwing for 150 yards, 158 yards and two scores in third down uh, situations. Uh, they were Steelers were 11 of 15 in third down. That's pretty good stuff. Right. Now, the one thing I did, I went back and counted – Ben faced only six makeable third downs, six, four, or less yards, yeah. third and four y- or less yards. Um, and, uh, you know, the idea is you want it, you would like ideally to be in, you know, at least like uh, if you have 15 third downs, you'd like eight or nine in the makeable third down range. Right. You know, but it, it wasn't. But Ben is converting them. He's doing a great job on third down. Ben's seeing the coverages, Ben's seeing the routes, uh, and Ben's making the throws. Does it concern you that the Steelers are allowing a, roughly a 50% conversion rate on third down? No, because I think they're going to get better. I think they're going to get better. No, I got no doubts about that. But it did trouble me. You know, I mean, they had a third and 17, a third and 12, and a third and 9 that they converted, and one of them was the third and 9 was the Miles Sanders. Right. So, yeah, I hear you. Um, I get it, and uh, well, we'll move forward from it. I I, I think the, I think the um, the Steelers defense is going to get better uh, as uh, we go on. Uh, no game question. By game. All right, no let's question. go to the phones. Uh, Cr in Chicago. Cr, welcome to the locker room, brother. How you doing? Hey, good morning, you two old folks. You see y'all next to Chicago. Hope everybody's doing well this morning, man. What's up, guys? Doing well. well Absolutely. Doing well. What you got? What you got? I've got uh, I've got a whole lot of exciting stuff. Number one is I'm talking to, a, to two of the best analysis guys on, on the radio. Uh, only, uh, only ones come close to you guys is Matt and Dale. Now, those guys are pretty daggone good, man. Absolutely. Uh, They're great. Yeah. 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 Who is who so, do you say? Matt and Dale. Matt and Dale. Matt Williamson, Matt, Dale Matt, Lally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah th- those guys, I mean, I really I really appreciate them. Uh like I said, behind you, I like to listen to them and everybody else is kinda like lumped together. But uh hey, you were <laughs> you were uh, don't, don't get the big head, okay. I already uh, got a big head, but it's it's not <laughs> the kind of big head that you think. It's just because I have a very large cranium. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, 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 as, as they say, but it's knocking on wood. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, you was talking about the games. Uh, six of the next seven games that the Steelers play are AFC games, and four of the next six are, are AFC West games. And in the order, they are Browns, Titans, Ravens, Cowboys is the NFC, then Bengals, Jags, and uh, Ravens. Right. Yeah. Hey, hey um, CR. Yeah. It's the yeah. uh, it's the South, not the West. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My bad. Yeah. My bad. South. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, yeah. They're playing in the AFC, and then they're playing four of the games are in the AFC North, and two of them are in the AFC South. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. Okay. And the uh, the other thing I was talking about, uh, I'm t- I want to talk about is uh, the Steelers. Uh, you know, this year, uh, 14 or 16 quarters, they- they're playing with the lead, and they've had uh, four consecutive games at the- at home. And uh, 
at the bye week, they always been do, doing pretty good. Uh, somebody mentioned, I think it was you, Wolf, uh, about the sacks. They had 20 sacks, 50 quarterback hits, right. and average 130 yards per game. Uh, last last year was only 80 yards per game, so that's pretty pretty messed up. Uh, one other thing, well, two other things. I'm, Wait, a minute, 130 I'm, yards? What passing, rushing? What are you talking about? Uh, passing. I think it was 130 yards, average 130 yards passing per game. That would be a great total if you had it only 130 yards. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, All right. You're, you're getting confused, and you're confusing me, which is really easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I will, I'm working on stats. I need Work to on that. Me. Get your stats down. Here's the most important thing I think you said right now uh, was the fact, not the most important, but one of them. All right, you got the Browns coming up. You got the Titans after that, the Ravens, and the and the Cryboys. I'm sorry, the Cowboys, all right? I think that's, that's just a natural. The Buffon haircuts. The Buffon hairdo, and they coach up computers, as our line coach used to say. All right, so you got Browns coming at 4-1. and one. Titans are 4-0 and oh, looking monstrous yeah. after last night. You got the, the Ravens, and you got the Cowboys at 2-3. and three. Um, that's, that's a pretty good stretch there. Yeah. You know, I would think the Cowboys – I. I'm a little suspicious of because I think they were just so Dak heavy. You know, now without Dak, I think maybe they get back to their run first. Um, I think when you start depending on the pass, game in, game out, uh, you know, when you start to go 60, 65% passing and you don't keep it around that 50-50, you really limit the the ability of uh, your offense to be able to be productive in the running game. And Andy Dalton was sharp. He was sharp yeah. the other day. So, yeah. but that's going to be murderer's row. You're right about that, CR. A lot of those passing though come when you when you're behind. You're trying to catch up. True. So uh, the, the, that's not good. As far as um, I, I got some more statistics. I got to go look for them. I thought I had them with me, but I didn't. Uh, I was listening to Matt and them, and they was talking about uh, Baker Mayfield and um, you know what he does in the fourth quarter compared to to the other you know to the other quarters. And uh, it's not all that exciting. I wish, really wish I had that. Hopefully, I'll, I'll have it for you tomorrow. But there you uh, go, recheck him. That. Yeah, he's not. He's not on all, all, all his game on all that. Hey, hey, final... CR, CR. There's lies yeah. and there's damn lies and there's statistics. Statistics. <laughs> statistics. Statistics. Oh, and the, and the last thing I want to talk about uh, is uh, Le'Veon Bell, man. He. Um, you know that's that's kind of messed up. Well, you know he wanted more money. Uh, he left, and you know, and, you know. That, Le'Veon that, Bell. Oh, he got released yeah, by the Jets last yeah. night. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that, the Steelers are going to get him back? No. Yeah. No no, no. 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 That was my point of view. Everybody's well, not everybody, but a lot of people hollering. You know, bring him back. Bring him back. No. No. We upset. We're locked in. We got a good thing going on right now. I mean, I I like the brother. I don't dislike him. But hey, you had your shot. You you wanted to go somewhere for more money, and and that's what happened. But the deal with him and the Jets was that it was the GM that wanted him and really uh, fought to hire him. And what after right, it wasn't and, Adam Gates. Adam Gates GM, didn't want him. Yeah, uh, the GM was gone, and the, and the the uh, the coach he never really devised a game plan 
that uh, fitted what Bell does. Bell is pretty good if he's got the game. Oh, he back. was great, but you know what? He's not great anymore. He, he's, he was, he, he's still good. He, I think he's still good. Could be I, very, I don't think he's good. I think, he, I think he still has value. Somebody's going to pick him up, I, I, but he is not the same player that he was here. I don't think he is uh, uh, brings value. We'll just, have to, we'll just have to agree to disagree. All right, we got to go, CR. All right, guys, so... In the meantime, and in between COVID-19 times, <laughs> here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thanks so much, brother. We'll talk to you later. All right. That's Steelers Nation Chicago checking in. Okay, we're going to go to break now. We'll be back after this. Tunch and Wolf in the locker room. You know, um, you know, you're, you're able to maintain balance, and, and that is our desired approach offensively. Uh, when time becomes of the essence, and, and you're behind in games, you you don't always have control over that. So the the ability to to maintain balance thoughtfully, the ability to remain thoughtfully non-rhythmic, if you will, offensively, I think is is good. Um, also, to be able to discourage people from running the ball like you're capable of doing when you're not. Um, behind it is good. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Of course, that was Mike Tomlin talking about the run-pass game and so forth. And, uh, and by- offensively, and uh, then he transitioned to defensively. Yes. By the way, we got to clean up a couple things because Circus George texted me and said to remind you that 94 uh, was Testaverde was the quarterback, not Kosar, oh. for the sake of journalistic integrity. Oh, that, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Testaverde. Well, Kosar was, was in 92. Yeah. Kosar so was 92. It was, it was different. So, But that and then also the fact was uh, the Steelers' last playoff game back in 2018 in January, it had Martavis Bryant, A.B., and Lev Bell. And they accounted for something like uh, 360 yards of offense. Yeah. And all three of them are now unemployed. I didn't really wow. think about that. That was the, crazy. All three of them are now think unemployed. What, think about what a potent offense that was. Right. And, wow, I don't know. It's just like you go, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just crazy. Yeah. But oh. here's the thing about it, Chaluch. We Last year, because they got – Two years ago, they got so pass heavy. Yeah, you know because you have yeah you got a Hall of Fame quarterback, you got some great receivers, right? Um, but the fact is now they're running the ball equally. I mean, just about fifty fifty. And last right. year they got behind so fast in a number of games, or you know, re- relatively even, but still a lot of it was coming from behind because they didn't score many points. Right. So running the ball was difficult. And yeah. Plus James was hurt. You know, um, there was there was a lot of problems. So the fact is, I love the fact that you can go 50-50 in your run-pass play call. Right, 
Yeah, and uh, balance. Well, it makes the defense go through the run keys, right? They don't get those ears pointed back and start salivating coming off the edge. One thing that we've seen is uh, Alejandro or Chuk shifting over uh, on an um, unbalanced line, but they keep coming back. Right. They they didn't run on balance, and uh, uh, I you know Mike Belarca used to run on balance, and he said we were out, we would uh, want to outshift uh, uh, the defense. I will just go with Mike Tomlin's quote. Keep watching. Yeah, I think that's just a uh, portent of things to come. All right, let's go to the phones. Big John in Texas. Big John, welcome to the locker room, bro. Hey, good morning, fellas. Prayers to you, Tunch, and your family. Thank you. Uh, uh, Wolf, I'm surprised Kevin Cronin hadn't hit you up for tickets on Sunday. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. Way to come into the locker that's, room just full of a little zingers there, that's, buddy. That, that was great, that was Big sweet. John. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. No, I'm just calling because uh, it's a big difference from last year to this year when you have your quarterback back. And everybody seems to be on, you know, feeling the 4-0. I mean, it's, it's kind of weird saying 4-0. Like you said, it's not since the late 70s. 79, yeah. 79, it's been a while. But uh, what I'm hearing is just like, will still the nation just be happy with 4-0 compared to where we were last year? Yeah. I'm seeing that people are, I mean, after one game we saw, everybody was, oh, we're done with Connor. And then what does he do the next game? Post a hundred yard game, right? I mean, Steeler Nation, it's coming. It's a work in progress. It's awesome that we have a coach the way he talks and he he just motivates you. When you know, like yesterday here in the press conference, it's just you know how you not support this guy, and now you know why Steeler Nation has only had three coaches that you know we we follow and and uh, we trust in those uh, coaches and what they do for our you know do for our team. Yeah. But another question. Another question is just uh, what you think about Minka. I mean, everybody's like, you know, everybody was last year, you know, this guy was a big splash player. You know, he came and helped us on defense. I mean, he he kept us above five, kept us at 500. And, you know, I'm just, everybody's still already like, well, it's this and he's that. He's been thrown to. He's, uh, this weekend, I hope uh, Steelers shut him out and shut him down and shut, shut you know, shut some of the uh, doubters about where we're going this year. So appreciate everything y'all do and just thought I'd come in and chime in and let's get a win on Sunday. All right, Big John, thank you for your prayers. I I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There you go. Now all we got to do is leave two tickets for Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Along with Elvis. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Wait. Thank you, yeah, brother. I hope to be at the game. I hope to be at the game uh, when when uh, Dal- when y'all come to town in Dallas. So um, I'm supposed to be there, but you never know with this. Uh, yeah, you know, sickness is how it's going to play out. But you know, stay healthy, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank God you, bless, brother. God bless you. I <laughs> love cool. you. Thank you for your prayers. All right. So you know the the, the thing about it is, um, Minka. You know, people are worried about. I'm not worried about him at all. You right. know, I think they're staying away from him. I think he's been playing the, the deep end. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, 
If you look at his five interceptions, like I said yesterday, three of them were tip balls. He's right. great reactionary skills coming up, making the play. But if you're not going to go towards him, if you're not going to be attacking him, he's not going to have those opportunities. And so that means other people have the opportunity. Other people got to step up right. and be able to uh, do the same job. So, All right, let's go to the phones. Ed in Cleveland. Ed, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Doing good, Ed. I, I just got a couple things real quick. Uh, number one is uh, I, I heard this, uh, the press conference from uh, Tomlin yesterday, and he said he talked about in the kitchen. In you guys' opinions, was he throwing jabs at Freddie Kitchens is my question. That's number one. <laughs> that, you know, he, he, he's talking about the heat in the kitchen and, and all that. So I was wondering that. Number two was a little bit on the game plan. And, and I watched a little bit. I watched almost every Brown team this year being living in Cleveland. And I, my, my, my curiosity is Bud Dupree staying home on those bootlegs. Baker loves to throw on the run on those boot, right, right. boots. And that, 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 that's the only thing that truly scares me is if Bud, you know, tries to cut down and get that hunt on the, on, on one of those runs, you know, that, 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 that was the thing. Bud scares me a little bit. And, uh, you know, another thing I wanted to say, say was about, uh, the, that, uh, the group of people who call here, one day I would love, I don't know if it's ever possible for everyone who, you know, it calls you guys on a regular basis to meet one day in Pittsburgh and be able to go to a game and enjoy a game together. That would be so awesome. That would be, you know, because I love the show. Many other people in Cleveland love the show, and, and people around the world love the show. But I, obviously I know everybody can't make it, but the group of people who normally call your show, I would love to, to try to see if we could put that together somehow, some way. I don't know if it's possible or not, but that was the other thing I had. Anyways, let somebody else get on there and talk. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much, brother. And uh, I, you might be overthinking the kitchen yeah. thing with uh, with Mike Tomlin. Yeah, Mike's usually more direct, and if he's going to make a point, it's he, he's it, not afraid. It, to, it's not kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but um, I, I thought it was it was interesting just the way he was talking about the heat because the heat is in the kitchen in, right. the, AFC, in the AFC North. I mean, there's a lot of – I mean, you think about it. The the Browns just look great. The yeah. Ravens obviously look have been great. playing great ball, and the Steelers are playing great ball too. Cincinnati, don't overlook them in the second half of the season because Joe Burrows is going to be around, and he's going to make that franchise a lot better when they start giving him the weapons. But he takes a lot of shots. Takes a lot of shots. Yeah, the offensive line. But you know how long – you know how Ben was. Ben took a lot of shots early on too. And I think in the future, this young man is going to – he's going to be someone to contend with and no doubt be a problem. Um, So – as far as uh, people getting together, I don't know if you ever get the Dirty Baker's dozen plus one or plus however many to be able to get together for a game. It might be in the, certainly in the future next year. This year it's just really hard with all the COVID stuff and everything. Yeah. It's, a, it's a crazy year. Yeah, so it's a crazy year. And uh, I don't know, uh, do you think there's going to be uh, a uh, bubble uh, for the playoffs. Playoffs. I, I, I've talked about it all along as far as what I thought as far as the, like the Super Bowl, but inclusive maybe the AFC, NFC championship games, yeah. Um, where would you where would you put the bubble? Uh, would, would you put it down in uh, yeah, you're, uh, Orlando? You're, that's way above my pay grade. Yeah. You know, um, I, I don't know where you'd put the bubble. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe geographically. There are football fields down in uh, Orlando. There are, but you'd also got to look at the geographical stuff of what's going on. Are, are the COVID things rising or falling? Well, you know? the um, 
the Super Bowl's in uh, Tampa. Well, that's what they say. It's in Tampa. Um, you know, again, I don't know whether you got to move it. I don't know whether uh, you want to keep it there. I mean, these are questions I can't even begin to, you know what I mean, to, to say. Because what happens if there's a rise in COVID spike uh, in Florida or something like that? I mean, again, we're playing a lot of ifs. Who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you just I, – I couldn't California? Phoenix? I don't know. You know, again, where where would you have the least amount of opportunities to be able to catch the COVID thing? Yeah. So I don't know. Um, certainly I could see a, a bubble. It would it would be certainly advantageous. Right. Because you're going to have to protect the product if you want to be able to market it on TV and right. be certain that you're going to have actually that ability to play the game. Right. So I don't know. Uh, just looking at it, it does present some problems. You know what do you think? I'm I'm thinking that they're gonna. You want to go to Disney World? That's yeah, what you want to do. I, I want to go to. You want to go to Disney? That's all it is. You want to go down there and go to Disney World? <laughs> now that would be me. Yeah. You know, normally that's that would be my reasoning. Yeah, I think we should go down to Florida. I think we should go to Bubble. But, I mean, but we couldn't go to Disney. Yeah, we World. couldn't. No. Yeah. yeah. we couldn't be able to. Yeah, do. we we could go down to Dunny's. <laughs> In the, the keys. In the keys. That's where they should have it. Down in the keys. When I mean, it's no only stadiums. It's only skinny islands, though. I mean, you can find a field down there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be back right back with the second hour of in the locker room. We got coming up here. We have Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider, and we're back with more of your calls right here in the locker room. Tunch and Wolf. After this. Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Oh, let it play for just a moment because you know what's coming up. Yeah, Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider. The man who wrote the book on Troy Palomalu. And it's going to be out uh, Around Thanksgiving. And we got to find out, is he tied to the whipping post? What do you say, Wex? <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't hear the music for whatever reason. Oh, time. okay. You didn't hear the music. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what we went with. Clearing their, I heard a couple guys clearing their throat every now and then. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way it goes. Sometimes, as, as it is, there's some gremlins in the lines. But thankfully, we have you on the line. And, of course, one of the things that I... I I just have to say, I just read Joe Rudder's tweet, and I was trying to find it all morning. But he brought back Levy and Bell, of course, being released last night. Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant combined for 34 touches, 365 yards, and five TDs in January in a 2018 playoff loss to the Jaguars. Today, they are all unemployed. Wex, there's a lot of people out there saying, bring Le'Veon Bell back. What say you? 
Well, the price will be right, won't it? <laughs> you investigated that? I, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I, uh, I love uh, Jalen Samuels. Love the kid. Yeah. But I, was looked at him, I looked at him on the sideline the other day, and he had lost. It looked like another spot. You know, McFarland moved up, and Benny Snell's been up a little bit. I just shook my head. I said, that poor guy, it looks like uh, he's uh, on the way down. So I don't know if it was instinct, intuition, what, you know, I hope not. I like him. But that would be a spot right there. I know, but I here's my problem. You got rid of a problem. You yeah. bring the problem back. Because obviously, whatever's going on with Lev, he's unhappy in whatever situation he seems to find himself in. He's not good anymore. You know? He's not good anymore. He's I Well, I, that's you guys have a better eye on on that than I do. I, I just assumed he was still good. Yeah, yeah, I I I would believe he's he's capable of producing some not near at the level that he was before and my biggest problem and issue is he's obviously somebody who is a male content because everywhere he goes thus far with the Steelers and to the New York Jets, um, he's had, right from the very get-go, he's unsettled the waters in the locker room of, of the Jets. So right. I, I just, to me, uh, right now, you have everything floating in the right way here in Pittsburgh, and I think it would be a mistake bringing him back in. So anyhow. Well, this is this is one of those personnel meetings I walked into, was asked for my opinion, and was easily talked out of it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh, man. You, you, you know, you compare that to Ray Ray McLeod. Right. You know, oh. Uh, no, just my point is that he would might have been the greatest high school recruit of all time, you know, and he kind of disappointed at Clemson. And then he came on and he kind of disappointed at two other spots. And you see this guy the first day of training camp, you could see the guy was a jolt. He was a jolt of lightning. And he is different than Lev, where perhaps, I, I don't know if Malcontent uh, describes Ray Ray as well. I mean, he's he's infamous at Clemson for spiking a ball right before the goal line. Oh, really? That was him? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that, because I remember seeing the, a clip of a Clemson guy spiking it, but I you know before the goal line, but I didn't know that was Ray Ray. Oh, man. Well, you, you must not have heard me in the press box when he broke loose the other day. Shout out, don't spike it. <laughs> and, and, and then a tackler spiked him. But I don't know if malcontent fits him, but it looks like he's found his spot and he's so hungry and he's so happy. He, he mentioned that the Steelers were a family environment and that it's bringing the best out in him. Yeah. And it, it's a little different than Lev, isn't it? You know, Lev he could possibly be on his last chance too, but he's got how many millions in the bank? Yeah. Right. You know, Lev, uh, Lev is not good anymore. Uh, Jimmy, uh, he, he's not, uh, he's not good. He, you know, uh, he, well, it depends on what your definition of good. He's not great. Like he was, Uh, but that's, I think he still would find a place. Well, but he's at the the price, uh, the right price. He could find some employment. You know, I think, I don't think he's uh, good as Anthony McFarlane. I don't think he's good as Benny Snell. I don't think he's good as James Conner. Uh, and I don't think he's good as Jalen Samuels. Okay. Okay. 
I would I would respectfully disagree in some of them, but you know because I know the guy still got pass catching value. He's still got uh, some of the wisdom that comes with years. He doesn't have the jump. Do you think he's going to? Do you think, I don't the, think he's too much of a male contender? Yeah, that's the, the problem. Yeah, the Steelers though won't no, like it, him. I'm, that's what we said from the beginning. I said it, it wouldn't happen because right. you don't bring somebody in who once you know stirred up the waters here, then went somewhere else and did the very same thing. It would be foolish to bring it back in the house. Right. You know, so I would say this. Um, right now, I love the way the Steelers running back situation is is standing. Uh, I love the way that they're balancing the, the, the run pass stuff. You know, Jim, to me, one of the biggest things you got over last year is your ability to make it 50-50 run pass. Well, as Mike Collins said, that uh, having the leads has helped that balance. Yeah. So they, they've played with a lot of leads. But, uh, you know, they can do whatever they need to do. I think that's more of the balance that Mike Tomlin wants. Even the, even if it ends up 75-25, either way in a game, they can they can do that. So, Well, the other, thing, the other thing I look at this, too, is, you know, Ben is really dispersing the ball around so well. Uh, yeah, I'm, he's, I'm, he's I'm, going I'm, all as well. And defensing, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, the one thing I, I love was what you know what I I wrote about was using his brains to take a look at what's happening on the other side of the ball, and then put a situation where you've got your man Chase Claypool lined up. How do you get a guy locked onto a linebacker and the defense doesn't yeah. adjust? To me, that was just that was just strategery on a on a high level. Rodney McLeod should have uh, uh, some played over, and he he uh, he blanked. Right. Well, that wasn't Jack Lambert dropping uh, uh, in the cover two, and those safeties they weren't they weren't Mink and Terrell Edmonds even. You know, so um, uh, I, I I am amazed that Ben also communicated to Claypool right. something. You know, <laughs> Ben explained Ben explained to us after the game what he did there, and I I wanted to say, huh. Could you go through that one more time? This guy's doing it in what three seconds? You know <laughs> exactly. So I mean, Chase said he virtually told the defense everything that was going on. You know, I'm sitting there going, and he's still you were able to pull it off. I thought that was pretty magnificent. Well, I don't know if that linebacker could have, you know, whether whether Ben delivered the, the play call on a dish to the guy, whether he could have covered. Yeah, like Gary. Said, Gar- no- uh, Gary yeah. is not uh, a cover linebacker. He wasn't no, then. No, he was not. <laughs> you know, it's like I said. You know what? You had a, a SUV covering a Ferrari in that case, man. It just didn't didn't work out. What's yeah? The, when you were reading, go ahead. When you were reading those numbers off at the beginning of the segment, I thought you were telling me Chase Claypool's first quarter from last week. <laughs> I didn't know it was three superstars combined. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, I I I. I, I I thought that was pretty wild, Joe Rudd. That was a pretty good tweet by him, just yeah. the fact that all those guys are unemployed now, and it's just you shake your head and go, wow, that wasn't all that long ago, wow. to be sure. But um, certainly one of the things that's going to play big this week is going to be uh, Miles Garrett coming back. How's that playing out in uh, the storylines of Steelers uh, fans that you, uh, you, know, you interact with on the Internet? Yeah, well, I wrote about how I was I was kind of, I was expecting Mike Tomlin to be bombarded with questions about it. Right. And then when he wasn't, I thought to myself, 
Well, I don't know what I would have asked about that. Yeah. Is Co- M- Mason's not playing. We all saw what happened. Right. It's probably best to do what he did. As far as Steeler fans, you know, and I want to get this in with Tunch on our board, uh, as Steeler fans are talking about uh, back in Tunch the whole way here and giving their love and uh, mm. and support, and that, that was a big topic this morning. They wanted to make sure I – uh, told you that they're praying for you, Tunch. Oh, thank you, and, thank uh, you, that. thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. Thank, uh, thank you. That's fabulous. Thank all, uh, thank all the f- people that are praying for me. Again, God bless you. And so that was topic number one. That's more their care. And t- Miles Garrett, you know, I don't, I don't know that. I, I, I mean, people people know about it, and they want to see it, and they want to get they want him to be paid back uh, with frontier justice, you know. But, but that doesn't uh, happen anymore, you know. No, I, I don't know what can be said about it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and, so well, one thing, one thing, one thing I will say about it: ever since Mason's lawyer got involved with the claim of a racial insult, I haven't heard boo from Miles Garrett about that. Yeah, and I, I would like to ask him, mm. you know, why all of a sudden have you shut your mouth on that? Because you made it up, right? That's, that's my take. Mm. So uh, that's the only thing that's left for me on that. And you just hope he uh, loses. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the best frontier justice you can dish out, right? Chuck Noll always used to say the, way, the best way to you know, drop some vengeance on somebody is beat them on the scoreboard. Right. You know, and I think one one of the things you're gonna have to do though, and and you've got to be able to acknowledge that Miles Garrett is a great player. Yeah. You know, I, I really I, I've watched a little bit of film on him. This guy's already got six sacks, ten quarterback hits. He's had a sack fumble in each of the first three games. He pressured Phil Rivers into panicking and throwing intentional grounding out in the end zone for a safety. Um, this guy could be defensive player of the year material, Jim. Yeah, and, that, and Mike Tomlin said that, and I didn't flinch. Uh, uh, you know, we've been watching that develop. He's uh, he, he, he's scary. He definitely is scary. Um, you know, the hit on uh, Mason last year, the one that precipitated the brawl, he had hit Mason a little late on the play before, if you recall. So oh, I didn't remember that. Just, no. Yeah, it wasn't just – well, I mean, he comes and he comes and he comes. You, you know this guy is a player, but – uh, it was uh, it was a bit it was a bit late on the play before. Right, do right. Back, check that out. You right, know, I'm interested to see where Miles lines up this week. Yeah, but he's gonna he's gonna shift uh, um, in many places. Uh, you think <laughs> yeah. you know, when he lands on you, it's called I'm the pitching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only say that. I can laugh at that, Jim, because I happen to be the pigeon now and then in my career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, we had, we had one against Clay, Clay Matthews. I remember when they moved me out to tackle one time, and, and Jim, they ran three-man games from the left guard to the right tackle the entire game, leaving me one-on-one with Clay Matthews the entire game. And I was sitting there going, no, this is just fine. This is nice. Oh yeah, great, fine. Yeah, you yeah. think you you were the you were the uh, pigeon of the game? I was the pigeon. Oh, they came after me, man. Yeah, and we had a couple close calls, but Clay didn't get home on a sack. But I will tell you, there was a few uh, jersey clutching moments that, that ensued in that day. I'll tell you. Uh, you know what? When uh, we played Philly at Three Rivers Stadium, 
Uh, uh, Reggie White lined up on me the whole game. But uh, when it was two-minute drill, he moved inside to Brian Blankenship, and uh, Blanket goes, What's he doing here? I, and I said, I, I said, ask him. Ask him. He's right in front of you. Asking him. He's right in front of you. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, okay, now we got to ask, how's the book? Is the book just about there? The book uh, just we uh, got from the printer. The final mistake was uh, uh, found. Uh, Jericho Cottery did not play from 2001 to 13. He played from 2011 to 13. So with that, we are ready. <laughs> All right. When does it start selling? Uh, well, you know, they're going to give me a date, a uh, ship date. And, okay. and I, you know, I deal with Amazon and who, who knows what the ship date, the ship date's November 6th. So I don't know if that means We're... it's for sale the 7th. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, still, I still have people to talk to, you know, when you do these, when you self-publish and do these projects yourself, you just go one step at a time. I, t- I talked about this last weekend, so I'm still in that taking that long step I talked about last week. <laughs> well, we just want to benefit you in every way we can when uh, that book comes out because it's going to be a hot one. We're going to push it. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, we're going to market Th- it. Thank you, brother. You we appreciate will, you. You guys will like it. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Take care. Thank okay. you, Jim. Appreciate it. It's take Jim care, Wexel, Jimmy. Steel City Insider. All right, we're going to go. Uh, we'll take a break right now. Tunch and Wolf in the locker room. We'll be back after this. You know, I think he's very mentally sharp. Um, you know, I think sometimes, you know, when you have the perspective that he's that he has now, you know, he watched the bulk of football. It, excuse me, in 2019, and oftentimes when you get removed from your role and you get to watch it from a different perspective, it might change your your perspective on on performance and evaluation thereof. So, you know, I'm not displeased with the overall trajectory of his play. I like the fact that he's being critical of his performance. I also like where he is from a mental standpoint right now. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. You know, Mike Tomlin was talking about Ben last year when he was hurt. But Randy Feener also mentioned that, uh, that he uh, had a, that he was seeing the overall big picture. And that he was talking to the quarterbacks and that he was getting better because of that. No question. And uh, now he is better. Uh, He is better. He's uh, more intelligent, more seeing the uh, coverages better, uh, more seeing the the, uh, routes, trees better. And uh, He's strategizing right in his gourd at the line of scrimmage. And then you know what? Now you got Chase Claypool was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Yeah, how about that for the young man in his fourth professional game? 
He's the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Right. That's just huge. And that's part and parcel. Ben said and told him in meetings, said, you know, if you do this, do this, blah, blah, blah. He says, you're going to have a big day. Yeah. You know, he was talking to him. You're going to have a big day. And, and by golly, he had a big day. And Ben was more critical of his own play. Sure. Which and, is, uh, so, you we've know, talked about this since preseason. Yeah, right? when, when, when you're camp. critical of your own play, you get better. You focus more. Not only that, when you are in a position, in my mind, with Ben, when the leader takes on that role, they're saying, hey, I got it. You know, everyone else then says, yeah, I can. I step up with him. I, I, you know, I can get better. I can get better. Nobody's feeling this pressure like it's on me. Right. Ben takes the pressure off everybody by saying, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lead from the front. I'll be the guy. And by golly, he did. And what a great game that was. That was that that game this past weekend with the Eagles was as much a manifestation of Ben's brain and game brains wow. as it was of his right. athletic and, and football talent. You yeah. know what I mean? That was a that oh, was just man. tremendous. He, he is uh he is so good. Absolutely. And he is so smart. Absolutely. Now I gotta ask you one more thing, all right? You talk about broken hearts, Patty Benatar. Hit me with your best shot. How about the Raiders? The Raiders lost seven straight games in Arrowhead Stadium before finally breaking through at last Sunday's 40-34 to win over the Chiefs. So apparently, the Raiders were so excited to beat the Chiefs, they decided to take a victory lap in their team buses. They asked the police escort, would you lead us around the stadium one time for a police escort? They wanted, They did a lap around Arrowhead. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Well, the autumn uh, the autumn win is a Raider. Yes, the autumn yeah. win was a Raider, and yeah. uh, that autumn win was blowing around Arrowhead Stadium, right. man. But that was uh, a very dominant win by the Raiders. It was indeed. Yeah. That was, uh, it was a surprising win. But I, I, I was surprised. I was uh, surprised, too. And they, they powdered uh, – uh, uh, Mahomes. Yeah, they did. They yeah. got after him, and uh, they, they disrupted his game. And uh, so you hand it to him. But it was it was interesting that after seven straight losses, right? There, so it must have been eight years ago that they last had a win in uh, Arrowhead. And so they uh, <laughs> the police the police led him in a victory lap around the stadium, and then took him back to the airport. Just win, baby. Just win, baby is right. All right, let's go to the phones. Juan in Charleston, South Carolina. Juan, welcome to the locker room. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good, brother. How are you, Juan? Doing great. Hey, I want to get a shout-out to my crew, the um, dozen crew, and everybody else that always call in. Hey, Wolf, you stole my homework, Wolf. What's that? What did I do? Hey, it's way, it's way in Wednesday. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, but before I, get, before I get to that, Wolf, you stole my homework. I was going to bring that stat to you about Lev Bell, Antonio Brown, Martinez Bryant. Oh, yeah. You found that stat from Joe Rudder. Yeah. All right. Well, time for the win. What you got, buddy? Oh, my. You know, here, uh, I got to tell you, we went and had a, oh, we, all right, 301. I went down. Ah. I lost it. I went down. It was 301. I had a second bowl of this Chinese food we had last night. I couldn't stand it. It was just huge. A big pot. So yeah. I had two huge bowls, and I go like up this morning. I got out and it went three oh one. Oh, Where'd come you on. eat? Where'd you eat? No, at home. We had it at oh. home. Oh. You know, uh, faith made. All right, all right, 
right, well, that's 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 good. You you uh, one pound at three hundred. I, I I'll agree with that. I'll let you slide on <laughs> no, one. But, but I was on the way down. I was down to two ninety seven point five. Man, I was doing good. So today we don't play. I just want to work all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh my goodness, I can't. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I didn't eat any lunch yesterday. I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll be fine. I'll have a couple bowls of, you know, big bowls of uh, some some great grub. And by golly, what, yeah. what can I say? So, <laughs> well, you. I was climbing. hoping he forgot. Juan, thanks up. a lot. You touch forgot. He didn't say nothing. I wouldn't say nothing about it. Okay, Jacob didn't think of it. Tunch didn't think of it. Kellen didn't think of it. I was going free until you called in, man. <laughs> Hey, hey, Wolf, Wolf, you know I'm in your corner. I, I'm, I'm on a journey with you guys, so I, I got to check up on you because I'm doing the same thing too, guys. Well, are you under 300? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm under 300, yeah. Oh, oh get out of here then. Forget it. That's not even fair. Yeah, Juan is trim. Yeah, and tell, tell him, Tunch. <laughs> But, but, You're just uh, rubbing but it in it, now, I, man. That's just mean. Hey, but, <laughs> hey, hey, Tunch, I'm like, hey, Tunch, I'm like, whoa, doing quarantine. I didn't quarantine. I'm quarantining. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. My wife, so what else you got, brother? My wife, my wife was getting on me, so I had to hit the gym up. Okay, oh, so, that's um, good. So um, with, the, um, third, with the game coming up on Sunday... I'm tired of uh, let's get to that. I'm tired of these Steelers fans talking about we need to bring Le'Veon back. We're not broke, so we we don't need that guy. Yeah. Let him stay where he at. That's why the Jets let him go. So let's we don't, let's get away with that conversation. We don't need that guy, man. What you guys think? Oh uh, well, yeah, we I I I'm I'm not. A we're fan. in agreement for. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Anymore. Well, it's just. You know what? Uh, you don't bring in troubled waters that troubled your water once. Yeah. You don't bring it back. And wherever he's been, which is two places now, he's created uh, some problems in the locker room. Right. So it's just the that's one thing coaches don't want to do is is upset the balance of what's going on in your locker room, the chemistry. And if uh, you've experienced discontent from a player at one point in time, then it would be uh, foolish to bring it back and have to deal with it again. Amen. Yeah, and and also, um, if you live young, what you think? If I was some, I'll fire my agent because he listened to his agent, and look what happened. <laughs> well, you know, you fire the agent, but you're still the man that makes the choices. You know, and it comes down every man makes his choice, uh, and that's just yeah. the way it is. And and you know, Levian could have uh, easily said, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, I appreciate your input, but no thanks." I'm going to do this uh, the right in another way, and hopefully it would have been could have turned out better. But as, as it was, he chose his way, and so thus he goes. He's yeah. made a lot of money. You can't yeah. argue with that. He made a lot of but, money, but he but he didn't make as much money as as if he would have stayed with the. Steelers. And here's the other thing: Can you imagine if he had stayed on a, on a career track? Right. I mean, the guy was monstrously talented. The guy would have been a Hall of Famer, man. He would have been a Hall of Famer. I think he could have been, no doubt about it in my mind, but. Uh, uh, certainly not now. So yeah, not now. And also, you guys, one stat for you guys: actually, it's 1978. We were four and oh two. It was not 19. It, it was 1979, but we had back to back 1978 too. Right. Yeah. But the the question was the last time the Steelers were, which was 79. Yeah. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's just we're we're nitpicking there. Yeah. Okay, Juan. So no problem. Okay, 
All right, thank you guys. And also, one more thing, I'm with Ed too. All our OGs, all our old Steelers OGs, we need to try to plan something when everything gets together, and we need to make that happen on us meeting one day. That would be nice. That would be nice. That would be nice. I think it'd be a riot to be right. able to hang out together. Yeah. So maybe yeah. that'll happen. Maybe someday that could happen. That would be well, a blessing. Maybe w- w- uh, it uh, when this pandemic passes. Right. Yeah. It could be good. Thank you, Brother Juan. All right, Appreciate Brother it. Juan, take care. All right, thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Love, love you, Love you, bro. Love take you. care, man. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room, and we'll be back after this. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. That's the booze of uh, Wolf getting over a 300 pounds again. <laughs> that wasn't for Lev Bell, that was for me. At 3.01, I checked in. I would have been safe because I nobody was bringing it up. I was—I mean, think about it. I was almost home free, and Juan had to go and ruin it and say, Hey, man, what, what did you wait today? <laughs> Everybody forgot, so I deserved the booze. Oh. It was a bad bad moment. Too, many, too much uh, food last night, too much Chinese food. But yeah, that what was good. It was good. Uh, what are we going to do? So, all right. That's the way it goes. You know, it's interesting. I was looking at this uh, real quick, and the Jets still owe Left Bell $6 million. Oh, man. Good heavens. Not to mention, on his 2021 contract, he's got an $8 million uh, guarantee, insurance guarantee, if he would be injured. Wow. So, man. He man. becomes a free agent today at 4 o'clock. Yeah. He's a vested guy. He doesn't have to go through waivers. Yeah, so, so uh, who do you think is going to pick him up? I don't know. I mean, there's nobody wanted to trade for him. Uh, that's because and the injury guarantee for next year was a was a big one. You right. Know, if he gets hurt, you know, I mean that you're on the, the hook for a lot of a lot of simoleons there. Right. Right. So, All right. Let's go to the phones. Ernesto in Long Beach, California. Welcome to the locker room, Ernesto. Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good. We're doing fabulous. Have you found the short beach yet, Ernesto? Oh, yeah. I found you a short beach. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Mother's Beach. It's really a lagoon. Really? It's really small. Yeah. It's really a small lagoon, but it's called Mother's Beach. Mother's Beach. So okay. You, I'm going to have to. I short beach. I, you did. Thank you very much. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. Well, I hear you guys talking about Lev Bell, man, and uh, yeah, I agree with Punch, man. We, we we don't need him, right? But the only sad part about it is, what if the Patriots pick him up? 
Well, you know what? They, they you know, do have a history of... They're always, they're always in it. it. It'll be ugly, him and Cam. I don't know, man. That might revive Lev Bell, and I don't want to see that in the playoffs. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be dangerous. <laughs> well, you know, the, there's nothing you can do about it because you're not going to bring him here. I don't think Bill you know? Belichick will pick him up. I would be surprised. He, but he's then, a mal, malcontent. But here's the thing. He's had a history of, of dealing with malcontents. Corey Dillon. You know, Randy Moss, uh, you know, I mean, he's brought people in, LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, it's not like he hasn't, you know, dealt with a few malcontents uh, in, in, you know, just New be England. ready for whatever comes with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so you just don't know. I'm really excited for this game uh, with the Browns. Yeah, uh, I am too. excited all, all, all season. Uh, this one's really exciting for me. Uh, the Browns are coming in hot. We're, uh, Big Ben's coming in hot. Uh I think we got it. You know, I think Big Ben is just going to start dissecting that defense, you know, on the scrimmage line, and uh, we're going to get him. You know, I'm I'm excited because this is kind of like um, circa 1980s where you have the throwback where the turnpike rivalry yeah. really meant something. I mean, yeah. they haven't won in Pittsburgh since, what, 03 or 04? I can't remember That's which it wrong. is. It's been a long time. They haven't won anywhere in a long time. I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember when they exactly. won. I, I remember when they won. They hadn't won in Three Rivers uh, for like 10 years, and uh, they won uh, in 88, I think. And, uh, uh, you know. The, Is that 87 or 88? 80, well, maybe 87. All I remember no. was. Uh, no, it was at the strike that. here. It wasn't a strike year, okay. Uh, eighty eight and uh or maybe eighty six. Uh mm-hmm. and uh, I know uh the Ozzie. Clay Ozzy was looking bewildered. How about Ozzy Newsom was walking around that was wait a minute. Was it oh, was that eighty eight okay, yeah. All right, it was I can't remember, man. You guys are losing me. But here's here's <laughs> the thing about it. Ozzy Newsom had never won in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh for I don't know how many years. And I remember after the game, he was walking around and I, I remember just saying hi to Ozzy, me and Tunch went up because we knew Ozzy. So we went up and said, Hi, how you doing? And and he's and we're going, What are you doing? And he goes, I've never won here. I just wanted to see what it felt like to win here. <laughs> it was really and you funny. Know what, uh... I see a lot of. I see them using some trickery, trying to do this trickery. You know, they've been doing it, and and uh, I think like three of their games already. So, you know, I'd say look forward to that trickery they got up their sleeve. And uh, another thing, a player we don't really talk about a lot, but uh, you know, I want you guys to talk a little more about is Vance McDonald. You know, he's doing a great job blocking. Right, he is. right, yeah. You Vance know, McDonald's a tough guy. What he does, he's he's, uh, he's a really good piece to that offense. You know, when you go back to the uh, reverse that Ray Ray McDonald ran, and the way they set that up from from a, a tight end position with a bunch, I mean, uh, Vance went to his left, then wheeled around. I mean, reversed field and led going back with Ray Ray, and he kicked out Darius Slay. Right, and it was just it was just a great open field block, and it opened it all up for. Ray Ray to take it north and south. It was just a great, great play. And Vance is a tough guy. He's physical, yeah, uh, and he uh, he runs great routes. He's got great hands, and he loves Jesus. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, uh, he takes care of the ball. He takes yeah, care yeah. Of the ball too. And then uh, one more thing, uh, Joe Hayden. Uh, you know, a lot of people are questioning Joe Hayden. I think he's done a good job. You know, he's being tested. They're throwing to him a lot. No, he's 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 a busy man on defense. 
there's no question they're going to test him. And, right. You know, sometimes – here's the thing about the cornerback play. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a razor's edge. You know, I mean, it is just a razor edge. And uh, I, I, I still believe in Joe. Got no problems with Joe. Oh, me too. Me you too, know? Joe. I, uh, he's just been tested a lot. And you know what? I think uh, in those clutch moments, he will come through. No question. If he doesn't, someone else, someone else will step up. We have a lot of pieces on both sides of the ball. I would agree, Ernesto. I would right. agree, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, Ernesto. So, thank you. We know where now. I know there's a lagoon named Mother's Beach out oh, there in I Long Beach. You, if you ever, if you're ever out here in California, uh, in Long Beach, um, I want you to try this spot. It's a Korean barbecue. It's an all you can eat. I know you're a buffet guy. Oh, <laughs> you're speaking the language of love, there, my friend. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's all you. It's all you can eat meat, and it's like uh, you know, like twenty bucks a person, and they have. A variety of meats. It's uh, it's awesome. What's the name it's of it? It's called Jen's Korean Barbecue. City of Cerritos, which is like 10, 15 minutes away from Long Beach. Oh, oh I man. Uh, next just time about we, every weekend. Next time we go to LA. Yeah, there you go. It sounds yeah. great, brother. Thank you for the scout report. Uh, you guys take care. God bless you. Guys. God bless. God bless take you. care, man. And, uh, we need to get the whole Steeler Nation in Long Beach out here. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. All right. All let, right, man. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Lynn in Florida. Lynn, welcome to the locker room. Hello, guys. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm fine. I, I want to wish us all good health and the uh, strength to uh, deal with physical adversity. Amen to that. I'll keep that one simple. You guys are always at the stadium or way out of town. I, I, I normally watch the uh, the, the uh, CBS pregame mm-hmm. because it's, uh, it's AFC, but we played on Fox last week. I didn't get a chance to see it on TV, but uh, I was watching – well, I'm sorry. I was watching the pregame. I didn't get a chance to see the show, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the Philly game, but I was watching the uh, pregame uh, at home, mm-hmm. and – I can only say that the next thing was it was heartwarming. I don't know whether anybody's told you about it or talked to you about it. Terry Bradshaw on CBS did an interview an interview with Ben Roethlisberger. I heard about it, and, and, and I didn't even pay that much attention to the interview itself. But afterward, after the interview, he was standing there on stage with several of the other hosts, and they talked to him about it. And Terry said, "You know." I was really hard on Ben his entire career. I was very critical of him, and we drifted apart. And he goes, he goes, doing that interview with him was the best thing I've ever done in my life. He goes, I haven't been able to come back to Pittsburgh, and now I'm going to be able to come back to Pittsburgh. I'm going to be able to walk up to, on the sidelines to Ben and hug him and say, hey, Ben, how you doing? And a lot of people, you know, less than genuine. But I think I, I, I'm pretty good at sniffing out insincerity. Mm-hmm. I, I was – Terry was so happy. I mean, yeah. it was amazing. Anyway, that was a great moment. Great moment. Okay, now we get to the more negative stuff, unfortunately. I'm glad I was today. I was going to call you guys Monday, and I was mad, or at least disappointed. And I waited, and I'm glad I did. I'm, I'm more peaceful. And what would have been criticism, I will choose to call critique. And I have to give you background. I know I've told you this before, but I'll give you a little bit of quick background. I was born in Newcastle, PA, cut Chuck Tanner's grass when I was a little kid. And then I moved to Syracuse to go to college. Syracuse. To go Syracuse, to college. yeah. At Syracuse, I graduated. <laughs> I've done this to you before, Walter. Yeah, I'm remembering now because I remember you cut Chuck Tanner's grass. 
I remember having a conversation with you. I graduated in 69. I got to see Larry Zonk and Floyd Little in the same backfield at Syracuse under Ben Schwartzwalder. And uh, then I moved to Colorado in, seven, in, the, in the fall of 72, just about a month before the Macchio reception. Right. And I spent the next 35 years in Colorado without ever getting back east. So I was like on a on a on an out uh, on a, a frontier outpost out there, and we had several Pittsburgh people that I met in Aspen, and we all watched the games together. And I had one of my dear friends. He's he's back in Pittsburgh now. We talk every day on the phone. Right. But Benny was the kind of Pittsburgh fan that, like, if the other team got a field goal in the first quarter, Benny would go, "Oh, it's over! It's over! We're gonna lose them!" I go, "Benny, Benny, Benny, you gotta hold on! You gotta be positive! There's a whole game to play now." I'm old enough, 73, that I was, I remember, I remember Roberto's rookie year in 55. Uh-huh. I've been Pittsburgh, I've been Pittsburgh since then. And you guys, are you old enough to have ever been able to hear Bob Prince uh, on the radio announcing Pirate Games? Oh, yeah, I've heard Bob yeah, Prince. Yeah, Bob yeah, yeah. Hidden vigorous. Accused him, everybody, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, he was excellent. He was wonderful. He was, but, uh, oh, geez. I knew I'd get excited and lose my train of thought. But he was the most positive. Everybody accused back then, sports announcers, people would say, well, it should be impartial. Well, my goodness, you're Steeler broadcasters. He was a Steeler a pirate broadcaster. I love the fact that he was a homer. Right. No matter how bad the pirates were playing that game, no matter how far behind they were, he would make you think that we had a chance to come back. And that's the kind of sports fan I enjoy being around. Benny, I, I, I used to call him a nervous smelly. And that's what I'm going to use against you guys. And I had to look it up. I was I was wondering whether it was a, a, a we have so many strange words in Western Pennsylvania like Jagger Bush. Right. I was looking it up. I looked up on the dictionary to find it was it's a it's a it's a worldwide term, and I have it right here. Uh, negative Nelly, someone that is negative doesn't look on the bright side of things and complains. We're down now, to one minute, brother. So come to your looking, point. When they scored two touchdowns in a row. You guys were both, oh, I have a bad feeling in my stomach and all that. I told you it was between that and a breakfast burrito. I wasn't sure which it was. (laughs) We had to go, bud. I'm so sorry we wanted to finish that, but we only got a few seconds left. Yes, he's right. I was getting nervous. I was a nervous Nelly. But, again, it was all about whether or not it was coming from my breakfast burrito or the fact that the two touchdowns were scored. But so want to thank everybody for joining in. We'll be back tomorrow right here in the locker room. Thank you so much. Tunch and Wolf, we're out.